This is Health Yeah, your weekly update on what's going on in the health, wellness, and medical world with Monica Robbins. Feeling a little bummed out lately? Can't get off the couch? All you want to do is sleep? It may be more than just the winter blues. For some, that awful feeling can turn into a clinical diagnosis. More than 10 million Americans struggle with seasonal affective disorder, a type of depression that can last months. Fresh air and exercise really do, really do help and really make you feel better about not just yourself, but about a lot. And when there's not enough daylight and time in the day, things can get dark literally and emotionally. Don't go into hibernation, like make some plans with others. Today, we're shining a light on seasonal affective disorder, straight ahead on Prescription for Life. and welcome to Prescription for Life. I'm Monica Robbins. If you've ever experienced the doldrums in the middle of winter, you're not alone. The changing seasons can impact a person's mental health, whether it's from summer into fall and winter, or even from winter into spring and summer. And there's more to it than just feeling a little down in the dumps. More Americans tend to deal with the severe cases of seasonal affective disorder, or SAD, during December, January, and February months. Our expert dives into this type of depression and what you can do to climb out of it and when it might be serious enough to seek professional help. But first, a woman diagnosed with seasonal affective disorder and what she does to cope. Sharon Yu shares her story. Enter into the Minnesota Zoo's Tropics Trail, where no matter the temps outside, it's 78 degrees and humid. Yeah, he's got to fix his tail. Surrounded by lush greens, Alyssa Denzer watches and is watched, just what she needs. This cuts it. <laughs> we get to see the animals at the same time. My daughter loves looking at the animals. Spending time with her kiddo helps her feel better about her seasonal affective disorder. And when that happens in a place where the only reminders of winter may be the shoes you're wearing, the impact is more vibrant. I try to go outside as much as possible because fresh air and exercise really do really do help and really make you feel better about not just yourself, but about a lot. Other similar places like the Meyer Dietz Conservatory at the University of Minnesota Arboretum and the Marjorie McNeely Conservatory offer an escape from wintry conditions. The National Institute of Health identifies symptoms of seasonal affective disorder as including oversleeping, social withdrawal, feeling sluggish or agitated, especially during winter pattern SAD. NIH recommends light therapy, psychotherapy, antidepressants and vitamin D as possible treatments for SAD. My brother has a lamp actually that works really well with him. He turns it on in the morning and it definitely helps him. As for Denzer, who says she was diagnosed with SAD 10 years ago. Taking the little bits of advice, looking for positivity and just trying to remain, remain positive, basically. In Apple Valley, Sharon Yu, Care 11 News. Now to our Cleveland Clinic expert on ways to cope with SAD. Joining me now is Dr. Don Potter, a clinical psychologist with Cleveland Clinic, talking about seasonal affective disorder. We're heading into the winter months. Tell me about SAD. Is it real? Oh, it's definitely real. 
Yeah, so SAD is a condition where a person has symptoms of depression that have a seasonal pattern, usually onsetting in the fall or winter and getting better by the spring or summer. There is also a more rare form of summer uh, seasonal affective disorder, and so that would onset in the spring and tend to go away in the fall. Is, what causes it? Is it really just the weather? It's the, it, it is generally the changes in sunlight, and so um, when, uh, when it tends to get, the days get shorter, it's darker, people are having less exposure to sunlight, and that can cause all kinds of changes in our bodies. So it can cause changes in our biological clock, making us more sleepy, and it can cause changes in our levels of uh, brain chemicals that help regulate our mood, like serotonin. And um, people with seasonal affective disorder also do tend to have more negative thoughts about the winter, although we don't know if that's, uh, like that's a chicken or the egg problem. We don't know if that's because they have the seasonal depression or because um, their negative thoughts about the winter time cause it. Are there any people who are at higher risk? Yes, so younger adults, 18 to 30, are higher risk, and uh, women are at higher risk as well. So does the time change, you know, when that happens? Does that have a huge impact on it, both of them? Absolutely, it can, yeah, because it, it can lead to changes in our sleep schedule, and especially the... Um, the change in the springtime um, can, um, the losing, losing some sleep can even cause a higher incidence of car accidents and things like that. So seasonal affective disorder, aside from not being thrilled about, you know, the, the, the darker time during the winter, what are some of the symptoms? So the symptoms are the same as symptoms of major depressive disorder, which is that a person has a predominantly depressed mood or loss of interest. And they will also have some other physical symptoms like changes in their appetite, changes in their sleep patterns, um, feeling either physically slowed down or physically wound up and agitated. Um, they may have thoughts of suicide. They'll have changes in their concentration and they'll have uh, feelings of excessive guilt or feeling down on themselves. Did the holidays come into play with this too? It can, yeah. So. Um, well, there's probably a lot of biological causes for seasonal affective disorder. People also experience a lot of holiday stress sometimes. And so that may be, um, even if a person is kind of doing everything they can to prevent the, the biological changes, they may still experience a more down mood or a more anxious mood. Is it worse after winter, after December 21st, or is it, you know, it usually kicks up more so in January and February? I think that's situational dependent, depending on um, how excited or stressed people are about the winter holidays. Um, however, I think a lot of people may feel more down in the dumps as winter is dragging on and the holidays have ended and there's sort of less exciting things to look forward to. Can it be prevented? Um, there are things people can do to reduce their risk, especially if they've uh, had the symptoms before. So um, getting lots of exposure to bright light, either through using a special light box that is uh, designed to provide um, blue bright light that simulates kind of like the sunrise, um, 
And so if a person uses one of these special light boxes in the morning for 15 to 30 minutes, that can help. And you don't have to stare directly at the light, you just use it uh, close to you while you're kind of doing your morning routine. And um, you can also try to get lots of exercise, especially outside if you can. Um, do things that are sort of the opposite of depression and the opposite of hibernating. So spend time with friends, try to eat healthy even if you're craving carbs, which can be a symptom of seasonal affective disorder. Try to um, just keep yourself busy. Get a dog so you have to go outside. That's a great idea, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it something that has to be medicated though? It, that would be de person dependent. So I think that um, you know, lots of things can help that are non-medication, like cognitive behavioral therapy can help. So seeing a mental health professional like a therapist or a psychologist can help. Uh, however, if a person is significantly impacted by their depression, if they're having trouble getting up and going to work, if they're having any thoughts of suicide, they may want to talk to their doctor about medication. Is there something for their loved ones if they notice, you know, Jane isn't doing so well right now, but it's probably just because she's stressed at work. Or is it is it pretty clear cut that it's a seasonal thing? It may not always be clear cut, and so I think that you know, for for friends and family of someone, if if you think that someone might be depressed, it's always good to have a conversation and leave the door open. You know, some, a lot of people are very private and they may not share how they're feeling. When is the time to see a doctor? If, if you have symptoms of depression that are getting in the way of doing your daily activities and if you are, if they're lasting two weeks or longer pretty consistently, like more days than not, if you're having any thoughts of suicide whatsoever, you should see a doctor right away. Is seasonal affective disorder much higher in regions like ours where we don't get a lot of sun for about six months out of the year? Absolutely. So regions closer to either of the, the poles where the seasons are more extreme, the changes uh, between the amount of light we get in the winter versus in the summer are going to be at higher risk. And also cloudier regions are going to be at higher risk. So even if it's cloudy, is it still a good idea to get outside and just get some exposure? Yeah, absolutely. What yes. about, you know, we keep hearing so much about vitamin D levels and a lot of people in Northeast Ohio at least have lower vitamin D levels. Um, is that, does that contribute to it? In some cases it may, yeah. And so if you're living in an area where you are getting less sun exposure, it may be good to see the doctor and see if you have lower levels of vitamin D. You mentioned that it's, it's not just winter months, it's also, it can also happen in the warmer and the summer months. What is different about the behavior? So the, the seasonal pattern that occurs in the winter is kind of like hibernating, like we're usually craving carbs, wanting to sleep more, withdrawing socially, whereas the summer pattern is kind of, is the opposite and it is more rare, but a person may feel more agitated, anxious, may have insomnia, may even um, have more um, risk for violence. Wow, so there is, there is a big, big difference between them. Um, it seems though that all of us at some point have some form of seasonal affective disorder. What I'm hearing from you is that the catch is if it's interfering with your life, that's when you need to take it seriously. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and so some people may kind of feel like some winter blues, but it, you know, it's not something to ignore if it's if it's persistent and if it's bothering you. Is it typically people who suffer from depression already who have it worse? I've noticed in my practice that people who do suffer from depression year-round or suffer from depression in certain situations uh, may also report that they do feel more depressed and stressed during the winter time. And this may also be that sometimes a lot of our coping strategies that make us feel good, like going out, going on vacation, things like that, um, we're not doing those. As we're not, you know, doing a lot of outdoor activities and things like that. And so um, there's often that pattern. Best advice to people, final thoughts, what would you like to leave them with? Because if they're feeling the winter blues, A, they're not alone, I would assume. They are not alone, no. And, and B, it's not all in your head. It's definitely not all in your head, although your mindset can be part of it. As I mentioned before, cognitive behavioral therapy can help, and that is a way of, that is a therapy that helps you switch your mindset so you can change your negative thoughts about it, and that can help you make the difficult changes like exercising more or getting and using a light box if you need to or spending more time with friends even if you're feeling tired and like taking a nap. Or moving to a sunnier location. Would sure, <laughs> sure, if you can. <laughs> All right, Dr. Potter, thank you so much. Thank you. A diagnosis of SAD may be made after a careful mental health exam and medical history done by a psychiatrist or other mental health professional. If you're seriously struggling, you can always call or text 988, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Trained crisis counselors are available for free 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And for those who fall back an hour of when daylight saving time ends, the lack of daylight can have a significant impact impact on you too. How do we make those hours count? KJ Jacobs explains ways to boost your winter mood. Changes in the season can have an impact on your mental health. Novant Health Therapist Jaron Doby says it's a type of depression called seasonal affective disorder or SAD. Um, you'll see changes in energy or fatigue. You'll see insomnia or even hypersomnia, overeating, changes in mood, and hedonia, which is low pleasure, low interest in doing things, changes in appetite, inappropriate guilt, or decreased concentration. Those changes are so often felt as the time changes. Between summer solstice in June and winter solstice in December, the amount of sunlight decreases by nearly five hours. It occurs as Earth tilts away from the sun and reduces the sun's angle. And don't go into hibernation, like make some plans with others, plan a date for yourself. Being able to get out and, and do things and move around is something that can be very much so helpful. Doby says there are ways to cope with fewer daylight hours, make the daylight hours count, embrace winter events, be active and exercise, socialize with friends and family, and also add a new hobby to your routine. And just remember, even though December 21st is the official start of winter, it's also the winter solstice. And while that may be our shortest day of light, each day afterward, we gain a minute or so of daylight. So hang in there, because things really do get brighter as we move into spring. That's all for this episode of Prescription for Life. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Monica Robbins. I'll be back here with another dose next week. Until then, wishing you good health. Thank you so much for tuning into Health Yeah. Please find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monica Robbins. Like and follow my Facebook page, Monica Robbins WKYC. 
Find video podcasts at Monica Robbins' channel on YouTube, and please subscribe. Wishing you great health and hope to see you again soon. Thanks for listening to Health Yeah! with Monica Robbins from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.